0: Turn with me in the scriptures, please, to two openings. Well, one will be okay for now. <laughs> Psalm 124. Psalm 124. And uh, let's I get some other direction. I believe we'll start a new series this evening. Well, how you know you like it? You don't know what it is. <laughs> no, I like the way you think. Don't misunderstand me. I like, I like the way you think. The Lord has been faithful to us every time, right? He's helped us every time, so that's a, that woo-woo was by faith. So that's got to please the Lord, right? I mean, you're, you're celebrating and you don't even know what it is. Well, you know, if it's in the Word of God, it's good. You you know that. You know that. Um, Psalm one twenty four. So many good things in the Book of Psalms. In fact, we're uh, we're getting there right away, aren't we? To the Book of Psalms, aren't we? Anybody been reading your chapter? Yes, sir. Hmm. Now, if you're new to the country <laughs> and hadn't been around, let me inform you that everybody at Faith Life Church reads their chapter every day, Monday through Friday. Now, if you didn't know that, now you do. So go back to the uh, information area. Get We got some little uh, bookmarks that shows what chapter and what day, and... Um, Especially if you feel like that you're part of us, you're part of this church family, that's something you should be doing. And if for whatever reason you, you, you got behind and you, you hadn't been doing it, well, don't just quit, just catch up with us. Just, or, or if you don't think you can catch up, just start where we are, but don't quit. Amen. And um, the feeding on the Word daily does more for you than your mind comprehends Jesus said, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. Uh, Just like your body needs some food, you can't go too long without some food. You'll get weak. You won't be able to continue and function. Well, spiritually, your spirit needs to be fed. And the word of God is food for your spirit. And don't, you know, do it correctly. Now, don't see how quickly you can scan it. Turn everything off and get with your spouse, get with your children, make it an event, honor God, read it out loud, pray before you read it. How much time are we talking about? Very, very small amount of time. Usually what? 15 minutes, maybe something like that. Long chapter might be twenty or something. I mean, you're talking about a very small amount of time. If you can't give God your full attention for 15 minutes, your priorities are wrong, and He's not really first place in your life. He's not your Lord. He might be your Savior, <laughs> but He's not your Lord. And uh, and and please, just stop and 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 pray and say, Lord, we thank you for Your Word. It's precious to us. Open our eyes to see things we haven't seen before. Feed our spirit. Illuminate us and quicken us with it. And we'll read it by faith in Jesus' name. And then you take your time and you read it out loud carefully. Showing respect and reverence for it. And then it's ideal. I know sometimes depending on when you're doing it maybe you've got to go to school or go to work or whatever but uh, if you can, take a few minutes and talk about what you read. The Lord, the Lord show you things. Is it right, saints? The Lord does the short Lord show you things when you read this? Every time, every time. And um, it's a way of putting God first. It's a way of honoring Him and respecting Him, and it gives Him access into your life to talk to you uh, on a regular basis. And then we're literally all on the same page. It's a unity-building thing, in a huge way. We're all—I mean, what are we? What have we been thinking about this week? God answered out of a whirlwind. Is that right? Now, the thing that I've marveled over this this week on that is uh, we we have the actual actual words of the Father speaking about this situation. And uh, you just, there is so much to learn about God. There's a lot of people that try to tell you God could not even be bothered with such things. And that He wouldn't interact with a person like this or on this level. But there it is. I said there it is. And the things he said, the things he brought up, the things he asked Job about, this is him. Let's realize what's real and discard all this religious junk. Hmm? That's why you need to, uh, and why everybody at Faith Life Church does. Read their chapter every day, Monday. Through Friday. Sure. Says, what about Saturday and Sunday? That's up to you. <laughs> I didn't say that's all you could read. <laughs> read all you want. That's right. But do that for sure. Yes, sir. Psalm 124, are you there? Yes. Verse 1 says, If it had not been the Lord who was on our side, now may Israel say, If it had not been the Lord, Who was on our side when men rose up against us? Then they had swallowed us up quick. When their wrath was kindled against us, then the waters had overwhelmed us. The stream had gone over our soul. The proud waters had gone over our soul. If what? If what? If the Lord had not been on our side, we'd have been washed away. Is that right? We'd have been swallowed up. We'd have been consumed. would have been destroyed. Verse 6. Blessed be the Lord who's not given us as a prey to their teeth. Our soul is escaped as a bird out of the snare of the fowlers. The snare is broken and we are escaped. Did you know that's exactly true about you? You missed hell. The devil had you. He had you. He had me. He had you. But you are escaped. I said, You are escaped. Glory to God. You're not His anymore. He has no claims on you. Oh, somebody say, Thank you, Lord. And the reason why is verse 8. The reason why? Our help. That's what the first two verses said. The Lord was on our side. The Lord was on our side. Our help is in the name of the Lord who made heaven and earth. We didn't do it on our own. We didn't make the break on our own. We had help. Hmm? We escaped the prison, but we had help making our escape. (laughs) Go over to Psalm 118, please. 118. Verse 1 one eighteen and one It said, O oh, give thanks unto the Lord, for He is good, because His mercy endures forever. Let Israel now say that His mercy endures forever. Let the house of Aaron now say that His mercy endures forever. Let them now that fear the Lord say that His mercy endures forever. Let Faith Life Church say His mercy endures forever. Forever. Hallelujah. Verse 5, I called upon the Lord in distress. The Lord answered me and set me in a large place. (laughs) God's will is roomy. (laughs) Roomy. (laughs) I don't like little tight anything. (laughs) <laughs> I like a roomy house. I like a roomy car. I like room. Room is prosperity. Is that right? Is God big or is God little? Huh? Is God spacious? Well, where'd that word come from? Space. <laughs> The Lord answered me, set me in a large place. Keep reading. The Lord is on my side. Well, That's what we saw in the other passage. The Lord's on my side. I will not fear. What can man do to me? The Lord takes my part with them that help me. Therefore, I'll see my desire upon them that hate me. I want you to notice again verse 6. The Lord is on my side. Verse 7. The Lord takes my part. With them that help me. Glory to God. That's the name of the series. The Lord's on my side. Hallelujah. He's on my side. Would you like to hear some more about that? The Lord... And who are we talking about now? Who are we talking about? Creator of the heavens and the earth. Talking about the Father. We're talking about the Master. We're talking about the Holy Spirit. All His holy angels. On my side. (laughs) On my side. God is on my side come on everybody say it out loud God, God is, on my side. is on my side he's for me he, for me. he takes my part, takes my part. <laughs> <laughs> now that's a wonderful thought now you know that's the opposite of him being against you him being against you and whether you've understood it or not I recognize that or not, maybe I should say, the enemy who is against you yeah. is continually trying to dupe you and convince you that God's against you. Yep. Right. Hmm? Yeah. There are millions of believers. A lot of them don't go to church anywhere. Some of them do go once in a great while. Some of them go semi-regularly. Some of them go every time the door is open. But millions of Christians that believe, you know, they might not just spit it out and say it, but if you examined it and got down to it, they believe God is pretty unhappy with them.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh-huh. <laughs> pretty displeased. And what has been preached in a lot of groups. It's what God is against? Hmm. Y'all gonna help me with this? <laughs> is it true or not? God is against. He's a. It's been preached and taught. God is against sin. He's against sin. Well, what if you sin? <laughs> huh? If he's against sin, and you sinned, well, that's kind of like him being against you, ain't it? <laughs> Hang on, I'm going to help you out. <laughs> God's against. He's against foolishness. ever been foolish? <laughs> he's against flashiness. <laughs> he's against worldliness. He's against wantonness. He's against frivolity. He's against excess. He's against expensive stuff. He's against partying. He's against fun. (laughs) Why would I say that? Because the emphasis has been on what? On what God is against is against and and a lot of christians that's they think to be a christian primarily is about taking a stand against stuff hmm but the bible said about the master you wouldn't hear his voice in the streets leading a revolt our rebellion, and you never did, and that he wouldn't quench a smoking flax. What does that mean? He's not against. He's for. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hmm? Yeah. If the Lord had wanted to demonstrate being against us, all he'd had to do is nothing.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: true. Leave us. Yeah. Where we were and to ourself, he's for us. Oh, come on, somebody say he's for me. He's for us. He's for me. If he were looking for a reason to find something against you, he wouldn't even have to try. (laughs) It's not like it would take some long, drawn out searching huh <laughs> some detailed scrutiny from his perspective there has to be some glaring stuff hmm? and still he's not against you he's not against you he's for you he's for me oh somebody say he's for me he's He's on my side. He's for me. Never believe. Nobody believes in you. Nobody's got your back. Nobody's for you. The one who matters most has your back. Is for you. (laughs) Believes in you. Chose you. Oh, hallelujah. Chose you. Go to Romans 5. Let me show you when he started being for you. <laughs> when all this came about. You believing with me? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. In Romans, fifth chapter, so many good things here. But beginning at the first part of the chapter, Romans 5 1, he said, uh, Therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, by whom also we have access by faith into this grace. You don't enjoy grace without faith. Grace is God's part, not yours. Faith is your part. You don't need to work on the grace part. You need to work on the faith part. Say it out loud. Grace is God's part. Now you need to know about it. And you need to hear about it. But grace is not your part. That's what God has done. But faith, without faith, there won't be any accessing of grace. You will not enjoy grace without faith. It's how you access it. We have access into this grace by faith. Wherein we stand. We rejoice in hope of the glory of God. Not only so, but we glory in tribulation, knowing that tribulation works patience, patience, experience, experience, hope. Hope makes not a shame because the love of God shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost which is given to us. For when we were yet without strength, in due time, Christ died for the ungodly. Thank you, Lord. When? For scarcely for a righteous man will one die, yet peradventure for a good man some would even dare to die. But God commends his love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Somebody say "For For for us. For us. When did he do it? Way before you were for him. If you're his enemy, you're against him. He was for you when you were against him. How much more? Read the next verse. Much more then. (laughs) Being now justified by his blood, we shall be saved from wrath through him. If he was for us when we were his enemies, surely he's for us now when we have chosen to be for him oh come on can you say say it out loud God is for me the Lord is on my side hallelujah (laughs) this is going to help us out here I said this is going to help us we're going to get more revelation about this than we've seen before we're going we're gonna to shut the doors and slam some doors on the enemy's confusion and condemnation. If God's for me, you're getting ahead of me. But that's, that's true. God was for you before you knew him. Before you cared about him, he was for you. Let, let, let's read it again. Don't, don't, let's don't let this get by us. Verse six: When we were yet without strength, in due time Christ died for the ungodly, and we qualified. For scarcely for a righteous man will one die; yet peradventure for a good man some would even dare to die. But God Do you see the contrast? Some would die for a good man. That wouldn't have been us. Do you see what he's saying? That was not us. When he died for us, we were not worthy. We were not a good person that someone should die to save. We were not. We were his enemies. And he chose to be for us then. While we were sinners, Christ died for us. Oh, somebody say, he died for me. Died for me. That's, how That's how much he's for me. He's for me. He died what? He died for what? For me. For me. Yeah. wasn't for him. Right. It was for me. Yeah, yeah. should be obvious how much he's for me. <laughs> And for you, he died for me, for you. Verse 9, much more than being now justified by his blood. We were sinners, we were his enemies, but that's not the case now. Now we are justified. Now we're his. Now we do care about him. Much more than, somebody say much more than. We'll be saved from wrath through him. Now, I know some folks think they're going through all kind of tribulations. I'm not. I've been saved from the wrath to come. This is not the only New Testament verse that says this. Well, you'll find out. Yeah, we will. Yes, we will. That's one of those things that's going to happen the way it should, no matter what you believe. (laughs) And there's going to be all kind of preaching and all kind of books and all kind of stuff that went on for decades and some of it longer. And when it starts happening, people will just go, oh.
1: We were wrong. (laughs) That'll
0: be the end of that. Do you want to quote scriptures? Yes. Then say it out loud. I have, I have been, saved been saved from wrath. I've been saved from the wrath to come. Wrath to come. Now, I'm quoting other scripture. Look in, look in Peter. Look in here. That's what the scripture says.
1: <laughs>
0: well, I think you're wrong. Well, we'll find out now, won't we? There ain't no need in wrestling about it now. It's going to happen the way it's supposed to happen. but what purpose would it serve now let me move on (laughs) he said Christ died for us that's when he started being for you he knew you before you were ever born and he was for you before you ever came along and he was for you when you were running from him and against him he was for you when you were cussing and blaspheming and doing whatever you were big enough to do he was for you then how much more then is he for you now hallelujah somebody say he's for me he's for you more than any human being's ever been for you. he believes in you he chose you when you looked like you were nothing to offer <laughs> and if he'd choose you then be for you then much more right Is he for you now I said that's not getting less. In Romans 8, you we were talking about it just a minute ago. Let's look at it. Romans 8. This entire chapter is so rich in these things. But let's zero in on on part of it here. God is for me. For me. Let's start about verse 26. Romans 8, 26 the spirit also helps our infirmities we know not what we should pray for as we ought but the spirit itself or modern translation say himself makes intercession what what for us with groanings which cannot be uttered and he that searches the hearts knows what is the mind of the spirit because he makes intercession for us for the saints According to the will of God. And we know that all things work together for good to us, to them that love the Lord, to them for us, who are the called according to his purpose. When you start looking for it, you just see for us all over the Bible. If you look for it. Well, it wasn't for him. It wasn't for the Lord. He didn't have any sins to pay for He wasn't the enemy of the Father. Is all for us. Or to make you feel special. Come on, say that out loud. It was all for me. It's all for me. me. You hear people say stupid things. Nobody ever did anything for me. Are you a believer? (laughs) (laughs) Start acting like one. Nobody ever did anything for you? Jesus took your infirmities. He bore your sicknesses. He carried your pains. He became sin with your sin. He ever lives to make intercession for you right now. They're working on your mansion in glory. Nobody ever did anything for you. (laughs) Somebody needs to apologize to the Lord. (laughs) He said... For whom he did foreknow, he also did predestinate. Now that's one reason I read to you from the fifth chapter. When did he love us and and, and die for us and make that decision for us? This was back before we ever knew him. Did he foreknow us? Then he also did predestinate to be conformed to the image of his son. You and I are predetermined of God to be the image of the Christ, to be just like Him. It does not yet appear (laughs) what we shall be. We don't look and sound just like Him, but we're headed that way. We're headed that way. A lot of you would acknowledge you're a lot more like Him now than you were 20 years ago, 30 years, 40 years ago. What if that continued for another thousand years? Well, something's going to be going on past this life. You are like him. Predestined to be conformed to the image of his son, that he might be the firstborn among many brethren. Moreover, whom he did predestinate, them he also called. And whom he called, he also justified. And whom he justified, them he also glorified. It has already been mapped out for you and me. Hallelujah. From before us being born again to complete Christ-like glory. Hallelujah. And beyond. We, we've just gotten started in it, barely. This life is the briefest thing we'll ever do. Even if you live 100 plus years, it's the briefest thing you'll ever do. But already, we're on our way. Somebody say, I'm on my way. On my way. Can you make it all the way? Why? Because. Because of who is for you. Who is helping you. More than we know. Right? He's on, he's on our case. In a good way. Is that right? He's on our situation. He's already got mapped out for us. He's already got it prepared for us. Provided for us. Is it true or not? He's already blessed us. With all spiritual blessings. In heavenly places. He's already given us everything that pertains. unto life and godliness. Him who knows the end from the beginning has chosen us in him, predetermined our perfection in him and is with us every step of every day of the entire way. And I'm convinced. I'm gonna make it. Anybody in here besides me, you convinced I'm gonna make what what do you mean? I'm gonna make it, I'm gonna run my race. I'm going to finish my course. Hallelujah. I'm going to hit the finish line. (laughs) And I'm going to hear, well done. You've been faithful in a few things. I'm going to make you rule over much. Mm. And it won't be because I was so smart or did everything so perfectly. It was because of who had me, who was helping me. Yeah, you need to cooperate with him, but if you'll just give him something to work with, he can do amazing things. If you just give him a little bit. Oh, my, my, my. My, my. Keep reading. Whom he did predestinate, he called. Whom he called, he justified. Whom he justified, them he glorified. What shall we then say to these things? If God before us, who can be against us? Said that loud. If God, if God before, us, before us, who, who can, be can be against us? Against us. And I think a word maybe you could use who can successfully be against us Well if God's for us hmm, then in order for somebody to successfully be against us they got to be bigger than him They got to come through him They got to defeat him Ain't happening. (laughs) Nobody's bigger than him. If you stay in him. Stay with him. Nothing could be successfully against you. The danger is getting away from him. That's the danger. Rebelling against him. Leaving him. Go in your own way. Hmm? Then you're like the little rebellious sheep that left the shepherd's protection, left the safety of the flock. Hmm? And there is a big bad wolf out there. There is a roaring lion. Is that right? Looking for something to devour. But if you stay with him, and if you're a smart sheep, You don't rebel. You stay close. You say like the psalmist, my soul follows hard after thee. If you're a smart sheep, if the shepherd stops suddenly, you run into him. Is that right? That's how close you are. Why? Because it's the safest spot on the planet. You want to stay close to those powerful arms. You want to stay close to that amazing rod and staff that can brad the head of a wolf so quick? That can knock a lion senseless in the blink of an eye? You want to stay close to that. Don't you? Close, very close. He said... If God be for us, who can be against us? Keep reading. He that spared not his own son, but delivered him up for us all, how shall he not with him also freely give us all things? Are you believing for revelation? Are you believing for life? Most Christians don't believe that most Christians do not believe this say what you heard me they believe God is against having all things hm especially things of a certain caliber things of a certain price see how quiet it got <laughs> hold your place go to first Timothy First Timothy 6 chapter. Now we haven't digressed. It'd be fine if we took a side journey. But we're talking about what God is for. And, and what God is against. Their people have said ugly things about folks like me. And you, by association,
1: <laughs>
0: the folks that called me a crook and called you a fool. <laughs> because they don't believe God is for you having all things. <laughs> Y'all are quiet. First Timothy, did you find it? I was trying to hold it, but that's not working out. Uh, <clears throat> 1 Timothy 6. He's talking about men who think gain is godliness. And, of course, it's not. Verse uh, 5, 1 Timothy 6, 5. Men of corrupt minds, destitute of the truth, supposing that gain is godliness, from such withdraw yourself. But godliness with contentment is great gain. Uh, we brought nothing into this world. is certain we can carry nothing out. Having food and raiment, let us be there with content. People stop there and they don't read the rest of the chapter. What he's saying is absolutely right. The love, verse 10, the love of money is the root of all kinds of evil. Brother Hagin, my father in the faith said uh, on one of the visitations he had of the Lord that the Lord was teaching him about how to be led by the Spirit. And if you hadn't read his book, um, what's the one? It's the white one that's got the dove on the front. It's How to Be Led by the Spirit. Is that the name? I think that's the name of it. If you hadn't read that, oh, I recommend it. Get it, get it, get it. And the Lord taught him about the, the inward witness and how to listen and how to be led and just scripture after scripture after scripture. And he said, among other things, he said the Lord told him, he said, if you'll learn how to follow the leading of my spirit, I'll make you rich. Head of the church. Telling him this. Now, a lot of people just don't believe that. They'd scoff at that. They'd mock at that. They'd go, no, he did not. And that is a revelation that they don't really believe that God is for them. To that degree. And uh, he had problems in his thinking at that point. When he heard that, it it didn't sound right to him. What the head of the church is telling him doesn't sound right to him. But the Lord told people when he was here on the earth, he said, your traditions have made the word of God of none effect. And people they will cling to their old traditions of men and reject the scriptures and fight you about it. They'll fight you like it's the word of God and it's contrary to the word of God. He said the Lord knew his thoughts. He, he knows your thoughts too. He? he said this is what he told him. He said I'm not opposed to my children being rich. I'm opposed to to them being covetous, is that true or not? Would that agree with scriptures? I'm not opposed to my children being rich, and yet, just just saying that phrase rubs religion the wrong way. Rich, rich, rich. Rich, Rich. that word bothers people. It bothers people. It's like, mm, mm. because they believe God is against that. (laughs) Oh, boy. (laughs) He said, the love of money, not money, the love of money. Is the root of all evil. He goes on to say in verse 17, same chapter, all this flows together. Don't stop early, read all of it. Charge them that are rich in this world to get rid of them riches. (laughs) Because God's opposed to all that. No. What is God for? What is God against? It's all it's convoluted in people's minds. They're confused about these things. What God is for. What God is against. Charge them that a rich in this world that they be not what? High minded. Nor trust in uncertain riches. It's not even about the riches. It's about your heart. And your mind. It's about who you look to as your source and who you rely on and what's number one in your life and whether you're haughty and proud. Did you hear that phrase? Brother Hagin said, you either believe this or not. Now, I believe. I was around the man for decades. I believe he actually saw the head of the church and I believe he told him this. And don't just believe it because he said it. I believe it because scriptures say it and I believe it because it bears witness with my spirit he said the Lord told him he said if you'll learn how to be led of my spirit I'll make you rich why? he's for you he wants to help you he wants you things to go well he wants you to have everything you need and more beyond true or not is he for you or if you went out and got a new car, does the Lord get a, sc- a scowl look on his face? No. Yeah. As we'd say down here in the south, is he again it?
1: <laughs>
0: People don't believe he's fur it. They believe he's again.
1: You fur or again? <laughs>
0: There are people that they do not believe the Lord would be for you having a new car. They just don't believe it. They believe if you were a really sanctified Christian, if you got a hold of any extra money, you would give it to the poor. If you were sanctified, because that's what Jesus did, they said, and you should follow Jesus. That is not true. It's not true. It's not Bible. People have invented stuff in their minds about what Jesus said and taught mm-hmm. and what he did. Helping the poor was not the main thing Jesus did. Mm-hmm. That's right. Oh. <laughs> it wasn't. Mm-hmm. The main thing he did was teach and preach and heal. That's, right. That's, right. Yes, sir. That's the main things he did. Now, they did do some things for the poor. Mm -hmm. They did give to the poor because they had enough to do that. Come on, are you with me? There's a whole lot of things could be said about that, but I'm I'm just saying the further we go, I believe you'll see what we talked about in the beginning. The enemy is continually trying to convince you God's against you in some very subtle, crafty ways God's not happy with you. You got that nice ring? Mm. You know, God God frowned when you got that nice ring. That nice clothes, that nice dress, that nice house. How big? <laughs> How many bedrooms? Whether it's said or not, the implication is God's not, He's not for that. He's not for that. Where did that come from, though, that He's not for that? Are you reading or not? Charge them that are rich in this world not to get rid of the riches, not to be high minded. Not to trust in the uncertain riches, but put your faith in God. Trust in the living God who what? Who what? Who what? Gives us richly. Now, the, that's, that's the word rich. With a Lee on it. God, don't, don't trust in the riches, but trust In the living God who gives us richly all things to enjoy. Are you believing God with me? I want us to knock this holy cow in the head. I, I, I want us to knock her down and run over and back up over again and run over again. Until she quits mooing. (laughs) You know what holy cow I'm talking about? This ungodly, contrary to scripture idea that God is displeased if you don't live in virtual poverty and give every extra dime you could get your hands on to the poor. Did you know the Bible says it's possible to give everything you've got to the poor and it mean nothing? Mean nothing? 1 Corinthians 13. Is it true? It's a wonderful thing to help somebody that's in need. It's a wonderful thing. But God never intended for you to be anybody's source and why do you owe them? Because they have less than you. Well, I heard the cow moo right there. I heard did you hear? More. <laughs> and why are the poor more important than the gospel? They weren't to Jesus. That's not his priority. That's not how he did it. Don't let unbelievers tell you who Jesus is. That's right. Don't let them tell you. People that never even opened a Bible tell you what Jesus taught. Don't let them tell you that. <clears throat> People say, oh, churches like us. Well, you know, instead of spending all that money on them, buildings and TV and airplanes, and oh, you could have done this. Uh, if we preached what you said, there wouldn't be a church. This church would never have existed. That's right. <laughs> it's wrong on so many levels. Now, it's wrong to be covetous. It's wrong to be money hungry. Have money on your mind all the time. And all you think about is things and money. That's wrong. Do you believe what Brother Hagin said the Lord told him? He said, if you learn how to be led by my Spirit, I'll make you rich. Rich is a relative thing. It's not about a dollar amount in an account. All of us need different things. But rich is more than enough, way more than enough for everything you got going on and everything you need to do, abundance. Abundance. Is God the God of abundance? then let's quit believing this junk about him being poverty pleasing him. Poverty is a curse. God is actually against poverty. Not the poor but the poverty. He's against sickness. Not the sick but the sickness. He is against sin, not the sinner, the sin. You want to be against what he's against. And you want to be for what he's for. Huh? Well, he's for you. You ought to be for you too. (laughs) And he's for your neighbor. Are you for them? Hmm? (laughs) charge them that are rich in this world that they be not high minded nor trust in uncertain riches but trust in the living God who gives us richly all things to enjoy he will give you things that serve no purpose except you enjoys it (laughs) huh huh He'll give you things Oh God's not God's not for they, you People that talk like that They don't know him I said they don't know him All you got to do is think about parents And children Hmm Do parents care about things That their children enjoy Even things that Would be considered frivolous Little dolls Little trucks little playhouses, little easy-bake ovens. How's that going to help the kingdom? Huh? And so you've got parents that think they're spiritual, and they deny their children. They deny them and deprive them all kind of natural things, teaching them that that's what it means to be spiritual, and the truth is they don't even know him. They don't know Him. They don't know who He is. Because He'll give you little pretties. Little happies. And little pretties. That serve no purpose in the world except it blessed Him when He saw that big smile on your face. Just like it did you when you saw that with your grandkids or... Are with you, children? Come on! Can you see this? Yes, sir. Is God real or not? Is He a parent or not? Yes. yes, yes, yes. Is He for that kind of thing? Yes. yes, yes. He is. Now He's not for anything that's going to hurt you. No, that's right. And that's another message. Uh-huh. He's not for anything that's going to take you away from Him, right. which is going to hurt you. Right. But anything that's good for you, anything that'll help you, anything that's good, clean, fun, he's for it.
1: <laughs>
0: yeah. Hallelujah. Trust in the living God who does what said out loud, he gives us richly. All things to enjoy. Now go back to Romans 8. And I believe you'll get more out of this. He was talking about God being for us. Romans 8.31. What shall we say to these things? If God be for us. And his whole case here is that he is. Then who can, we'd say successfully, be against us? That's a question he's asking. And and verse next verse is verse 32. What does it say? He hadn't changed subjects. This all flows together. He that spared not his son, but delivered him up for us all, how shall he not with him also freely give us all... Things. Hmm? Anybody remember Romans 6? It said the Gentiles seek after all these things. Talking about clothing and housing and and food and what we'd call the natural necessities and desires of life. He said, your father knows you have need of these things. You got people turn around and say, well, God knows I may not need these things. No, the Bible said God knows you do need them. He's for you, having what you need. And if God spared not his son, but delivered him up for us all, how shall he not with him giving us him, will he not also freely give us all things? When people choke over a car, over a house, A boat, a plane, a train, Hmm? a quarter acre lot, or a thousand acres. They don't realize what God has already given us. If you choke over, I don't know if God would want me to have this or not. The most expensive thing on the planet doesn't compare to what he has given us. And, and to, to struggle with this, whether God would give you a nice place to stay or a nice way to travel or good clothes to wear good food to eat, to struggle with this shows you don't know what he's given you. Because if he was ever going to say something was too much for you, it would have been his son. What's a million dollars to God? What's a billion dollars to God? What's a trillion dollars to God? It would be less than a penny to us. It's nothing to him. He created all the gold. He created all the planets out there. He created all the stars. A big amount of money. You you cannot cause God to pause with a big amount. God, we're talking about hundred, trillion. He's not going to go, whoo. There's not a number big enough of money on the earth to cause him to even pause. It's If he was ever going to say, no, that's too much, it would have been with the master. And him having freely given him to us, everything else is small change. Come on, can you see that? Everything, the biggest house in the world is just nothing compared to that. The biggest car, whatever, is nothing. Read it again, read it again. Verse 31. What shall we say to these things? What things? Well, as you see in, you're see, going to see in just a couple of verses, it's people talking about God being against it. What do you say about God being against? You having a new car, or a new house. I'm waiting. What do you say? Verse 32. Verse 31 says, what do we say to these things? Is God for me or is he not for me? Well, we're talking specifically about things now. So what do you say? I don't know if God is for you having that or not. You say, hey, God gave me Jesus. Is that right? And it did you too. This is nothing beside that. Right. That's right. And if I keep it in the right place. Right. And, I, and it doesn't mean more to me than him. Right. If, I, if I will let it go. When he tells me let it go. Yes. Sell it. Sow it. If I'll do what he said. The Lord said I'm not opposed to my children being rich. I'm opposed to their being covetous. Not only is he not opposed to us being rich. He became poor. So we could be. Most of the church doesn't believe that. Oh, they try to water it, they try to change, it. oh, that just means spiritual, Brother Keith. That's not what the verse said. And it's in a chapter talking about money and things. It includes everything. If God spared not his own son, come on, say it out loud. If he gave, Jesus, he gave me Jesus, he'll give me a scooter. Right, if he gave me Jesus, come on, help me, help me out. If he gave me Jesus, he'll help me pay my electric bill. Yeah, that's right. yeah. Is that right? If he gave me Jesus, he'll give me a place to live. Is that right? Why did he give me Jesus? Because he's for me. He gave him for me. Well, why would he be against something else that's for me? He's just for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whether it's a house or a car or clothes or a healing.
1: That's
0: right. Or eternal salvation.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. He's just for me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And when you believe that and that, you get settled in that. The enemy cannot convince you otherwise when he comes and tries to whisper in your ear and pretend that he's not even there and try to get you to hide something or back off of something. Oh, that may be too big. That may Too big for who? <laughs> too big compared to what? <sighs> now, you, the enemy is so covetous. He wants all the money. He wants all the stuff. And he wants Christians and especially ministers and churches to be so broke they can't preach the gospel past the front yard. Because it's bondage. If the enemy can get enough sickness in your life, he can put you in jail. You can't even leave the room. If you've got enough sickness in your life, you can't even leave the room. You can't do anything. If he can get enough poverty in your life, even if you felt like doing it, you can't afford to do it. Can't even buy a tank of gas. This is not God. This is not pleasing God. How does it bless you for me to be broke? How does it bless you for this church to be broke? How does it help you? How does it help me for you to be broke? Or sick? How does it help God? Well, it just shows what fortitude they have in keeping a stiff upper lip and going through it. These... Are doctrines of devils. Traditions of men. That have replaced the word of God. God is against. That which is against you. And he is for you. Which means everything. That's good for you. And helps you. He's for it. Come on. Are you believing this or not? You believe in this? He goes on to say, if God spared not his own son but delivered him for us all, how shall he not with him also freely? He, he's not even holding back on the doling. Amen. Huh? What does freely mean? Here, you want two? Take four. Take four. Freely. Freely. You need a hundred? Here, take five hundred. You need some extra? Is that right? Is he a God of more than enough? Is he a God who will run your cup over? Freely freely give us what? All things. things. Say it out loud. He is for me, is for me.
1: Having,
0: having all things.
1: All things. Amen.
0: He's for me. Yes. Amen. Now the more you follow him and the more your priorities get right. He said I'm not opposed to my children being rich. I'm opposed to them being covetous. The more that happens... You don't want a bunch of stuff in your life that just takes up time. Hmm? You want to be streamlined. Now the stuff you do need to do, you want the best. Is that right? And more than enough of it. But just to have a bunch of stuff, to say I got a bunch of stuff, that just takes up your time. Takes up your time and resources. We're not interested in that. Hmm. Keep reading. Who shall lay anything to the charge of God's elect? It's God that justifies. Still talking about him being for us. Who's going to condemn? It's Christ that died, rather that's risen again, who's even at the right hand of God, who also makes intercession for us. For us. For us. For us. us. Can you see every one of this is for us. For us. To us. For us. For us. (laughs) Who shall separate us? From the love of Christ Shall tribulation, distress, persecution, famine, nakedness, peril, sword As it's written, for your sake we're killed all the day long We're counted as sheep for the slaughter Nay Give me interpretation of nay Nay, nay No No In all these things We are more than conquerors Through him They loved us gave him for us gave him to us hallelujah <laughs> for i am persuaded that neither death nor life nor angels nor principalities nor powers nor things present nor things to come nor height nor depth nor any other creation shall be able to separate us from the love of god which is in christ jesus our lord what's he saying what can cause God to stop being for us? Nothing, nothing. That's what he said yes, To separate me from the love God loving me and being for me, he gives a list, which is partial, but it includes everything. Death is not going to cause him to stop being for me. Anything that happens in life is not going to stop him being for me. Nothing angels can do or evil spirits or principalities or powers. Nothing they can do. And the devil's the accuser of the brethren, but he can't turn God against me. Nothing he can do can separate me from God loving me and being for me. Can you see this? Things present, anything that's going on, anything that has happened, anything that's going on, anything that will ever be, is not going to cause God to stop being for me. Now, you could leave him, but he's not going to leave you. He's not going to forsake you. And even if you're rebelling against him, doing something stupid, he's still for you. He still bleeding if you'll come back. I said, if you'll come back, he's still for you. Oh, thank you, Lord. It can't get too high. It can't get too deep. Nothing that you've even heard about, any kind of creation. Somebody say nothing, 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 nothing can separate me. From the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus my Lord. Friend, if you believe that, it will stabilize you. It will anchor your soul because you'll never face anything alone again. You'll never face anything by yourself again in the morning when you wake up. I don't care what's going on. You'll realize I'm not alone in this. The creator of the universe is for me. He's for me overcoming. He's for me coming out victorious in every way. He's for me having everything I need, every good desire fulfilled, giving me richly, even all things to enjoy. enjoy. Why? Because he's for me. He's for me. And nothing, nothing will ever change that. Glory to God. Man, it makes you walk taller, it makes you look at things head on, it takes away your fear, it takes away your trepidation, it takes away your timidity. It takes away your second guessing and your wavering and, and people come and with their holier than thou religious attitudes. How much did you pay for that? And how much did, is that? How, what is that? Is that expensive? You go, whoo, yeah. <laughs> Man, it's high dollar. highly recommend it. You ought to get you one too. <laughs> oh no. See, they, they believe God's against that. Yeah. They believe God's against all kind of things that he's not. Aren't you glad the truth has made you free, yes. is making you even more free. Stand on your feet, everybody. Praise be to God. Y'all know my song, God's on my side. Can, y- can y'all can you sing that? Good, good, good. Let's sing that.
1: God on my side we be
2: you know what I think? I think we ought to just go ahead and just start receiving all this now, because it'll make the next message just that much more better if you get this one right now and say, I'm not having that cow in my field anymore, that I'm kicking that one over, and let's just start. Because I mean, how can it get much better than this? God is on our side. He takes a part with us. It doesn't matter what's coming, He's taking your side. If the devil comes up and says, he did this, he did, he's taken my side, I don't even have to worry about what's going on, it, this will make you free tonight, amen? You, you know what, there's things that you maybe weren't able to receive before you heard this message tonight, but you can have it now, you can have it now, God's going to put it in your life now, he's going to give you things you, did, you couldn't have got before, but now you can have it, amen? Glory to God. God is on our side. Boy, if that don't pump you up, stoke your fire and everything else, you you need to go and dry out somewhere real good. Amen? Glory to you. Let's sing that again. God
1: is on our side.